0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the uh, DCU Soccer Podcast. Um, this is our first episode, um, and I've asked someone that, you know, I've been talking to on Twitter, I'm sure a lot of you have as well, um, and he just uh, he agreed to come on as a guest um, to kind of recap the games and talk about a lot of the other topics um, this week. So, uh, yeah, um, could you introduce yourself to the audience?
1: Hello, my name is James, and I am at dc united kingdom
0: sweet um i'm sure uh a lot of people might be wondering you know you're in the united kingdom like how did you get yep. into dc united maybe mls uh in general um so maybe you could talk a little bit about uh that yeah
1: absolutely so yeah it is a bit strange that there is uh mls fans in the uk um because it's still not massive over here yet but it is growing which is great to see Um, For me, when I first started watching DC United, it was probably not that long ago, Then that's only because of um, accessibility to the sport, Uh, but I have been following DC United properly since around 2004. Um, I was first kind of made known to DC United in 1996 when the club actually first originated, and that was all down to uh, Jaime Moreno, who used to play for my uh, club in England uh so that was that and then uh, 2004 rolled around and a little young starlet by the name of uh, Freddie Adu um he came around and I still do play There's uh, a game called football manager and he was one of the biggest and if not to date, the biggest talents who have been on the game and obviously he joined DC United he signed his pro contract there and uh Kind of manage them, and that's kind of blossomed from there, really. So, I've been a big DC United fan for quite a long time now.
0: That's awesome. Um, it's always cool to like, yeah, yeah, here because you know, I'm not necessarily used to the MLS being something that you know, people from overseas or other countries, or even like honestly, too much here, uh, yeah, being into. Um, but out of curiosity, like. Um, you've said you've been following for a while, like, how have you seen, uh, like the perception maybe of MLS change or like the fanship grow? Like, how is that like manifesting itself um, out of curiosity?
1: Yeah. So, um, from when I kind of first started watching it, nobody knew what it was. Obviously that was, um, when I first kind of got known to it, the only people that I knew who knew of MLS was people who played football manager. Um, and then when it started getting a bit more uh, hype behind it, so when uh, Beckham uh, came over to the Galaxy, that's when it kind of started becoming more well known in in England and in the UK in general. And it was kind of at that point seen to be kind of a, a retirement league, and some people still do think it's that. But now because of the likes of Rooney's gone over, there's Zlatan, even though he is of how old, however old he is, he's in his thirties he's still not anywhere near retire- retiring. And you've had the likes of Giovinco. Um, we've had Altador, who was over at Sunderland and Hull City. Um, before he came back to Toronto, we've had pl- loads of um, players. And it's kind of now starting to see that, actually, it's a league that players and fans actually want to watch rather than it just being, that's uh, just where someone goes and gets their retirement funds.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, how How is, like... Um like i've seen some of the the stuff you shared on, uh, on twitter uh, hmm. but i'm curious like h- h- how's the process of like actually watching it from like uh from <laughs> from the uk like how i guess how painful is it? it if it is i guess well
1: all i'm gonna say is you've got flow fc haven't you well, that's, well that's painful yeah um, for, for the uk it's a hell of a lot easier to actually catch all the games because you've got, um, for us, we've got a broadcaster called Sky Sports. I don't know whether you've come across them before. Yeah, I've been to the UK a few times. No, yeah. So, yeah, so for the people who are listening who don't know, um, the main broadcaster for sports in the UK is Sky Sports. Um, they've got rights to MLS um, on TV. Um, then there is now another company called Free Sport. They launched this year. And they are showing um, MLS matches on free to air TV, so you don't even have to pay for that, which is absolutely fantastic. And then you've got um, a betting company called Bet365 who actually have the rights to stream online every single MLS match. So for me to actually, if DC United aren't on Sky Sports and they're not on Free Sports, I can actually catch up through Bet365 and still. I can literally watch every single game, and not worry after being uh, a, on a geographical blackout or anything.
0: Oh well, that's a, that's really nice. <laughs> I guess, I guess the only thing that 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 is uh, massively like worse, I guess, would be the the timing and stuff. But of course, you mm. can't really do anything you can't about do much that. About I mean,
1: that e- unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I mean, even for us, honestly, like w- like those West Coast games, which I watch as much as I can, like yeah. they're on ten thirty here. Like, I don't know how anyone well, else
1: is doing that yeah
0: is that 10:30 in the evening that's insane yeah, yeah uh, I, I think like i don't remember exactly what game i think it was one of the lafc games recently it was on 10:30, and i'm like i can make it to halftime and then i pretty much passed out
1: <laughs> i see that's kind of the norm for me now uh, watching the games at 10:30. Uh, so i it was the um was it the toronto game that was on for me it was like it, it kicked off at half past one in the morning and I just I just stayed up and watched the whole game. And my wife's just like, "Are you are you genuinely staying up?" And I'm like, "Yeah, might as well. I'm gonna get used to it." And yeah, I've, I, the only one I've missed so far this season was the Houston match. Um, but that was probably more because I had a few drinks. I was a little bit drunk.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, c- kind of same, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, cool. Um I know you you uh, made your uh, made a trip up uh, here. I think yeah. twice to go to Audi Field. Um yes, can you like talk to me a little bit about maybe um how like the stadiums obviously different than some of the um you know ones in in you know Premier League championship uh, in yeah. in the UK? And also, like, the environment, I guess, beer prices are, are, are higher here, but like we've <laughs> talked about. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so the curious are like, the compare and contrasting, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, as you said, I've been to Audi Field twice now. Um, and, yeah, the first time was last August um, when you guys were having that massive heat wave. So that was um, – I went to the uh, Philadelphia Union game, and that was just a sweat box. And it was an evening game, and I just – it was like 34 35 degrees celsius um it's a, and the humidity was really high so but that first um kind of impression that the stadium gave me when I when I arrived there it was just like oh wow i, I was just genuinely surprised so the stadiums that i'm used to in the uk they kind of usually see around about 30 000 to 35000 um so my home team and in the UK is uh, Middlesbrough. Their stadium is 35,000. It was built in 1995. Um, so by stadiums of today, it's actually now becoming one of the more older stadiums. But at the time, it was revolutionary in the stadium design and everything. Um, and the kind of the, the stadiums in the UK seem to be kind of more, I don't know, uh, enclosed, I want to say. Whilst Audi Field feels a lot more open, you can roam around a lot more, Um, because as soon as I got to Audi Field, this time around anyway, I was able to kind of just walk pretty much right around the ground and get to different parts, whilst in the UK you've got the home and away fan segregation, so you can't get to every part of the stadium, and they kind of really box you off and if you're not if you're in the north stand you have to stay in the north stand you can't go to the east stand you can't go to the west stand you're very much segregated because they're really worried about unfortunately violence in the stands over here Um, whilst in my two visits to Field, that just doesn't seem to be a a massive concern or anything um which is great because it's nice to be able to Go into the stand and actually have your beer in the stand as well. Um I don't know whether you know in the UK you're not allowed to in in football anyway, or soccer, um you're not allowed to have your drinks in the stadium, in the yeah. stands. <laughs> which is a massive okay. shame. But again, it's a lot cheaper. Um I think a pint of uh, Heineken, um, which is what I add at Howdy Field, uh, compared to the UK is usually probably about five or six pounds. So uh it's dollars that's probably about seven or eight bucks and then you compared it to abbey field and it was 13 dollars and i was like whoa yeah <laughs> okay right. i was not expecting that much i was expecting expensive but not right. 13 dollars expensive
0: yeah i think i think that is like a like i think i mean obviously stadiums are always more expensive but oh, i yeah. definitely noticed that like you know i i uh, like in new york dc like even in general like Beer is just really—it's really hard to find a place with like genuinely cheap beer uh, for yeah. some reason. I, I don't—I don't quite understand it.
1: Yeah, I don't—I—I I don't think that's just down to being at the stadium. Something that's just general, isn't it? And but then when you compare um, DC and New York, as we just said there, um, the closest comparison to the UK is going to be London. And then when you compare those prices together, they're very much the same. So it's just in the UK there's a lot more places where you can get cheaper beer. Um, but in the cities, it's usually the there's there's similar sort of prices, to be
0: honest. Right. And one of the other things is I don't I don't believe that, like in, in the UK, you can I, like have drums and stuff like that. I don't think that that's a thing either. Um, um, the, is
1: that correct? Uh, some stadiums do allow uh, drums and things. Uh, you've got uh, Fratton Park, which is uh, Portsmouth. Um, they've got a band in there um they do allow instruments in there but it's not as well known as in in u.s uh sports in general to be honest uh but they do they do ha- it does happen from time to time Um especially international games as well uh you've got the england uh barmy army who are uh, usually very loud and very proud right so you said you've been to the uk um on occasions um whereabouts have you been have you actually been to any sports over here uh
0: no i I, we didn't go to any uh games but uh, i've been i've been to the uk a couple times i've been um i wish my dad were here because he took us all over when i was like you know 12 and then i think around 14 15 16 yeah um but yeah definitely i've been to london i've been um my dad grew up in a town i believe it was called marlow is that sound right Mom, really, that, that does ring a bell yes yeah? really small town and i yep. i got to see his like childhood house um and we we went to so my dad is a history professor and so we went and, and one of his specialties is the the uh the slave trade so he writes a lot about yeah. that kind of stuff oh wow Um, so he, he's that he did a lot of research there so we got to go around and see a lot of like the historical stuff um which i loved especially back then because i was really into history and and i had never been like i had been to like mexico before like on a vacation but i hadn't been like to uh, like another place that had you know a lot of different museums and like um like i'm not just on a beach you know so uh yeah i went i went around england a lot i we were in wales for a little bit um which i forget why but (laughs) yeah (laughs) I, i remember seeing i honestly and and this sounds cliche but what i remember from going to Wales was literally seeing hills and sheep that's literally what I remember and I know that's a thing so like it it is a massive thing yeah I'm glad you said that but it's true that's what I remember yeah I also remember like my dad because we 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 drove everywhere because we were there for a while I think even both times uh trying to drive and and um on the wrong on the different side of the road and that was very (laughs) interesting a couple times (laughs) um you
1: see, uh, that, that's the complete uh, other way around for me I so when i went to um america for the first time i actually drove in orlando um and that was bizarre for me because you guys on the interstates i is it true that you could it doesn't matter what you can overtake and undertake because that was just weird
0: Cause what do you I caused, mean by overtake and undertake i don't
1: have um uh, so you've got the multiple lanes on the carriageways right um you can be in the middle lane and people can overtake you on either side. Oh yes.
0: Yeah. You, yeah, they can, they can pass you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause whilst over here in England, you, that,
0: that's illegal to people, undertake. Yeah. So there it's, it's not, it's something that I think that they're, I don't know if they're necessarily changing, but they don't necessarily encourage that kind of thing that there's usually yeah. like what we call like a fast lane and a slow lane. Yeah. And so they encourage you when you're learning to drive to like, only, only like, yeah, pass people, go into the fast lane and then pass someone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not illegal and people definitely do it. And there's a lot of people uh, here who, who like <laughs> get really upset about that kind of stuff, especially like, oh, you're being slow in the fast lane or, or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was that was very interesting for me. I always wanted to like I was very curious about that kind of stuff with like the UK and, and MLS and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, so one of the things uh, that happened this week was that we saw the 40 man preliminary roster for the Gold Cup. Yes. Um, which had a DC United player, Paul Arriola. Yep. Um, so yeah, what did you think about that? Um, I'm actually extremely curious about this uh, as well because, like, th- obviously it's a regional tournament. And, like, you know, h- how familiar you are, are you with, like, you know, the. US men's national team and like uh the gold cup and concacaf as a as a region um I will we'll be honest
1: uh the the gold cup it doesn't have that much um media coverage over here at all if any uh so when it's kind of announced it's kind of like it's it's not a massive thing at all so but obviously now the more while I'm watching the MLS and seeing actually the players that are called up to the squad, I'm actually taking a lot more notice now. Um, My wife, she probably thinks I'm, I'm, may as well be American in myself. Uh, how much I actually (laughs) (laughs) take notice these days. Um, even to when I do play my football manager game, all I ever do is just do the MLS leagues now. Um, that's all I ever care about when I'm doing stuff. So it's interesting to see the squads. Um, I mean, it's great to see Ariola in there. Um, he just definitely deserves to be in there. And obviously, we're gonna, probably going to talk about Bill Hamid in a moment um, and his lack of uh, appearances. Um, and how the hell is Brad Guzan in the squad? Yeah, I, I, uh,
0: yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good reaction. Um, I, 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 it, I, I've said this a couple of times. I mean, I tweeted about this too. Like, it's, it's. It's surprising and and not surprising at the same time. Like, yeah. I think it's it's surprising because especially as uh, DC United fans, like we know Bill Hamid is one of the best, if not the best, goalkeeper in yeah. MLS. And if statistically not statistically, you know, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, statistically he he is. And like, yeah. if I'm thinking like like if I would rather have a goalkeeper from any other team, like I can't think of. A team or a name or anything like that and so it's kind of puzzling that that there isn't even you know a chance given um yeah. especially with a roster that's so large yeah uh, absolutely yeah I,
1: i've just got the roster up in front of me right now and you've got five goalkeepers in the in the roster there so you've got guzan you've got Ethan uh Horvath from club bruges who's obviously over here uh sean johnson who and to be honest when he had a great game against DC when we were at um, the Yankee Stadium. That was just an insane performance from him. Tyler Miller, I've not really seen much of him, so I can't really comment. But Zach Stefan, um, he's been fantastic as well. I think if, if there's going to be any keeper, I would say to replace Bill Hamid in goal for me, it would have to be him.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think I think Stefan's definitely locked in as as the number one, and yeah. I think. One of the other cons- I mean obviously he's probably our best keeper in the pool, um especially in terms of like the multiple different skill sets he has, but yeah. I also know that he needs some international games, competitive games so that he can get his visa for when he gets transferred this summer, I believe, so that's
1: correct, yeah, he's all coming over to uh coming over to the Premiership with them on city, yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, well I, I I'm not sure if he'll he'll. If he'll get loaned out or what'll happen, but it's definitely a big, big deal for MLS. I mean, I think yeah. the United States is kind of at this point we're kind of like, yeah, like our strengths are producing goalkeepers at this point, so yeah. um, it's kind of like, okay, now this is the the next one um, to go over there. Uh, but yeah, I think especially Ethan Horvath, like I think he's a great goalkeeper. I I kind of consider him kind of similar to Bill Hamid in 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 that he is a very good shot stopper. Yeah. but not necessarily someone who's, uh, you know, playing with the team in the back uh, with his feet um, and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was kind of puzzling for me. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got first-hand experience with Brad Guzan. When he played for my uh, English club as well. He played for Millsborough for a season in the Premiership, and he was awful. Absolutely woeful. And was, I think I was, I was watching the highlights from... The week uh, when they were playing, was it? I'm trying to think who it was, but well, you can name any man with mistakes from Bright it, It's just silly. Um, so yeah, I, I'm still surprised he's in that squad. Um, should we go through the rest of the squad then? seeing as we're we're on that.
0: Yeah, one more thing about yeah about Guzan. Like I think, yeah. I mean, I remember I've been watching Guzan play for the national team for a while now. I mean. Especially as like a backup to Tim Howard for the longest time, and then yeah, he He played at a couple teams, I think, over there. I forget exactly, but yeah, yeah his his form is his has dropped quite quite a bit. Yes. And and yeah. the amount of like like mistakes that I don't know what it's coming from. It just seems like he's very like stiff and very much like, uh, unable to like move. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah it's kind of kind of weird. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's uh, and he played for uh, Aston Villa whilst he was over here, and he played for Middlesbrough and yeah, he's. It's annoying because he can play well, and there is times when you think actually he's done had a great game, but he's just not consistent, and he's and he's just very prone to those weird mistakes. I mean that goal against uh they conceded against us uh from Lucio Costa. I mean it was just like I. Like, <laughs> I mean, I play I play in goal in a six society, I'm thinking, you just put your body behind it. That's, <laughs> yeah,
0: that one that's all funny. you had to do is just put your body behind it, and then you've saved it. But you know, yeah, yeah well, anyway. Yeah, I think I think for him, per- like, expect for me, and and this is subjective, so uh, yeah. I don't know, but I think I, he's always done really, I I think really well at the international level, um, except maybe I guess <laughs> recently-ish, um, <laughs> but yeah, I never, I mean, even in Atlanta, like. I don't know. Like it's just not, not necessarily doing that well. But yeah, I think we should look at the rest of the the roster. What did you yeah. What do you think of it? Um,
1: it's um, I tell you what. There's a
0: very wide range of um,
1: squad mem uh, roster members in there. Uh, sorry, I keep saying squad, but you guys call roster. That's uh, things I've still got to get used to. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's it's actually um, it's good to see. There's players from I was it Andrew Gutman from Charlotte Independence from USL? Well that's quite yeah. cool to see. And you've got players coming over from Europe. Um you've got players who've yeah. It, it's actually quite a nice spread. So you've got different play you've got players who've experienced different styles of football in different leagues. And I think that's only that can only be a good thing for you guys.
0: Yeah, I think I think so. I think I was I was surprised to see the 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 USL. Um, I think there was another one as well. I don't remember their name, but for Goodman, I think he's on loan back to USL from. I think he's he got signed by Celtic. Oh uh, right, okay. Yeah, and so I think it was something weird where he got like I think he got loaned to Nashville, who's going to be an MLS team next year. Yeah. And I think like Chicago had his MLS rights, and they were like. Okay, like you can't do this, and so he had to get loaned to a different USL side, <laughs> and it was like a whole bunch of like MLS stuff. Um, that's crazy, yeah. So, I, yeah, I think it's a it's a decent squad overall. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of, I'm not necessarily 100% shocked that Kanaus isn't on it, uh, considering how his last call up went where he was in mm. the 18 for one of the matches and then not even in the 18. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in a 40 man roster, you know, you never know. So I was kind of like, uh, I can kind of see him being like on there as like a, you know, a back, like a, a deep, deeper backup. But yeah, and yeah. and for this tournament, uh Irola is the only DC United player in, in, in for any of the countries uh, on any of the rosters. So, yeah, yeah that's, because...
1: That's crazy, though.
0: That. Yeah, well, Mora is out still. Yeah. And uh, I think Segura is Costa Rican, but he didn't get the call up. Um, and... We have uh, Durkin at the U-20s yeah. and uh, Moreno will, will be going for Venezuela for Copa America. Yeah, uh,
1: That's, yeah. yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a bit crazy. But, you know, um, I was just starting a look at some of the other players that are in there. Um, I mean, you've got, st- who I've seen a couple of times now, uh, Josh Shar- uh, Sargent from Verde Bremen. He's been looking decent. Um, yeah. And it's not, like, and then you've now got uh, the new, new not new uh, Chelsea sign in uh, Pulisic, which is going to be great to see him in the Premiership now. Yeah, I really think looking forward to
0: that. I'm really excited about it. I liked, I liked that. I kind of liked that he was at Dortmund because their jerseys are so cool and he's like, dead,
1: like their stadium's awesome. Their fans yeah. are fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah, and they, and they did have Jurgen Klopp as well, who is I love him as a manager. I think he's brilliant.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. So it's like it's like I'm sure it was difficult for him to to choose to to uh, go, to, you know, Premiership, uh, mm-hmm. Premier League. Uh, But yeah, that's exciting as well. I mean, Chelsea's a historic club and I think that's it's also a great way to like I mean, potentially like a great way to get more um, like Americans into like the sport i mean having i think one of the things americans love are those like those you know those sports people but they're also like stars you know like tom brady you know whoever like i think that's a really big thing especially here yeah and so like i'm hoping that that works works out and that he he does well under sorry i don't know well how how that's gonna go but
1: well he might not even sorry might not even be there at the end of the in the start of next season from the uh, big big rumors over here, yeah, yeah it looks like yeah he's going over to Juventus apparently,
0: oh really interesting, yeah,
1: yeah, that was uh, a new one, and then the replacement for him apparently could be either frank Lampard, um former Chelsea legend midfielder or even the Chelsea women's boss, which was a bit of a because she could be the first uh female manager in in well of in the football league In
0: england. that would be that'd be pretty cool that would sure. be that would be something else i just hope that the fans don't do aren't dumb about that <laughs> who
1: knows oh, but... oh you know you know there will be Come yeah on. that's unfortunate. It's, it's it's england how far this is probably gonna sound horrible and i probably will get some hay for it but english fans are absolutely idiots yeah, We're, we come up with some weird we come up with some cracking chance, but then there's some chance that it's just like, Really? Do we need to be shouting about things like that?
0: Yeah. But, I, yeah. I definitely heard heard those kind of things. <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean I I'm excited about the Gold Cup. I'm I yep. might be going to one or two of the games. The the problem is you don't know like obviously who's gonna be in like the semifinals, the finals yet, so I don't want to like yep. buy tickets and it's you know, not necessarily who I wanna see. Um Especially if they're like expensive, but yeah. yeah, I might be going to some of those games. I think seeing the other rosters, Mexico only only ha- in their 40-man roster only put out 29 people, uh, which really? I think was yeah. They have a lot of like a lot of their players. I'm not I'm not f- fully filled in on 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 yeah. you know Mexico and like stuff going on there, but there's a lot of like drama. Like Carlos Vela like denied like denied the call up basically. Um, I think someone else just wow. had a baby or something. And and I think tr- like even in the last World Cup there was a lot of like drama about some of the older players and like your pay and stuff like that and and so yeah. it's yeah I don't I don't necessarily know what's going on there I think it's either that they literally don't feel like anyone else they could call up is worth calling up or that they're like extremely confident and I think yeah. either one is possible considering Mexico is like I mean in Concacaf it's typically. You know, the United States and Mexico are the top yeah. two teams. Um, yeah, That's so I don't
1: know. I wonder, I wonder why... Um, has there been any reason as to why Vela's been
0: like that? Has he come out with any statements or anything? Uh, he he made, like, a really strange tweet. Like, a, like I think it's like the... It wasn't the thinking emoji, but it was like the like eyebrow-raised eyebrow emoji and a picture of himself, <laughs> like, right after the rumor started. And I think... I mean, from what I know about Vela and 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 his history, which is not much, but mm. he, he t- tends to not necessarily like he kind of just does his own stuff. You know, he doesn't yeah. necessarily want to get, you know, t- I mean, there were there were criticism, criticisms of him in La Liga that, you know, he wasn't like so much into soccer. He wasn't like bought in bought in like. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. So I think maybe it's just that kind of, like, personality where he's like, you know what? I want to stay here. LAFC has a really big chance to, I mean, potentially break records, really do some historic stuff. Yeah. And so I think for LAFC, they must be uh, um, really happy. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah. I don't know. There we go. Cool. Um, So, yeah, that's the Gold Cup stuff. Uh, Let's move into our game week from last week. Uh, Yeah. Went to Toronto and got a zero-zero draw, yeah. and then flew really quickly over to Houston and got a, a loss, a two-one loss. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what did you think of those two games, and like, what do you think, uh, like where that leaves, uh, DC United? Yeah. Um. So we'll go over the Toronto game first. Um. Because I actually
1: managed to uh, stay up for that one, and I actually watched the full match on that. So I I... Did my uh, usual prediction of uh, the lineup, and I went with the standard the four-two-three-one. Um, wasn't expecting uh, the uh, the formation and the lineup that we had. I mean, it was a heavily rotated team. Uh, it was nice to see the players like uh, Amariqua getting a getting a start, McCann getting a game, and and everything. But I was just like, whoa! And I tell you, what, it was actually great to see Hakeem Ward's getting his first game as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a bizarre one. Um, and we start, started really brightly, I thought. Um, it was nice to see us getting a couple of attacks in. And then it kind of wound down, and then we started um, becoming more defensive, and it was starting to remind me of previous games that we've had on the road against Columbus Crew, where we just sat back for the whole entire 45 minutes. And, only that's what it became, is... It was just a defensive performance. And to be fair, Hamid had his best game, I think, ever in a DC shirt. Um, and it was good to see that we actually managed to get the points. But from a fan point of view and an entertainment factor, I would have loved to have seen us have a bit more of a go. Um, I would I'd love to see us have a few more attacks. It was, it was just a case of we were just clearing it getting attacked clear getting attacked getting it clear getting attacks and I don't know from your point of view um but for me I'd rather have seen us be a bit more adventurous going forward
0: yeah for sure I mean we we got the result which is great I mean we had you know something like 23 percent possession which yeah you know you're not going to do much with that um and we weren't and and we weren't really we weren't really trying to counter-attack I don't think I mean we, no. I guess we were technically but like you know just I, I guess just booting the ball out, out of bounds is not necessarily uh springing any kind of counter-attack so yeah it was kind of disappointing I, I guess see, seeing the roster you know I, I I kind of like was like oh okay I, I see what's gonna happen yeah. here um but yeah I mean again like you mentioned I think seeing key Ward his first DC United game uh, was great. I've been really high on him even since like the preseason. I think he's done a really good job at Loudon, yeah. uh, and has I think at least an assist. Um, and so I think he he's definitely like uh, like part of the future of of DC United. Uh, I think along with someone like Pines who didn't play because he's yeah. injured, but like really good. Really good start to the Loudoun United USL team, and having yep. having them get time because like if they weren't playing at the Loudoun at Loudoun United would 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 Ben Olsen feel comfortable throwing them into a DC United game? Probably not, especially because mm. it's Ben Olsen, but also because yep. like if you're not gonna get time at all, like I don't know how you're gonna come in and play against an MLS team.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, I know need... it's. As you touched on there, Pines, I think he's been an absolute revelation so far this season. Um and it's just been unfortunate that he has picked up that injury. Um but yeah, again from the going on um, Hamid's performance in that game, that was just absolutely something else. He pulled off some wonderful saves and just the volume of saves that he had to make as well. Um there was a stat that I uh that caught up on um which is the Toronto have had the most attempts on goal without scoring in MLS history in a match, which was yeah. I think they had thirty. Was it thirty-five attempts on goal? Thirty-five or thirty-six? Yeah, they keep yeah. changing it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it was. I think it ended up being thirteen on target, but uh, Hamid made twelve saves, Jeez. which is just unbelievable. I just yeah. It's yeah, just, I mean.
0: I think, I think one of the things, like, as a theme of, of, of the team, and, and maybe this, this game is not a great example, but I, I think mm. having Bill Hamid is awesome, and I would have literally yeah. probably no one else. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's definitely not a sustainable thing. I think we have to start figuring out how to, how to defend by attacking, how to keep possession, yeah. push up the field. You know, we we can't necessarily sit back every single game. We're not going to win a championship doing that. Um mm. Especially with with you know, our, I don't think that like our our squad isn't really built for that either at this point. You know, we have Rooney, we have some talented wingers. Yeah, um, we're not necessarily built to just bunker for ninety minutes. So,
1: well, I think um, and again, uh, Rooney with with recent in uh, post match interviews, he's been. You can tell he's frustrated with the fact that we have been just sitting back and not actually getting forward at all, and. And he keeps saying that we need to learn from these games, though, where we've we've not come away with the three points, and the fact that we've not actually scored a goal. And he did the same against um, said the exact same thing when we played uh, the Dynamo, where we lost two one, and it's just the fact that we're not necessarily learning from the mistakes that we've made in these games. And um, we need to actually look back and actually go ahead and and improve the the way that we're playing football. And I just think. From when we started the season against Atlanta and RSL, where where we scored many goals in those two games and looked great going forward, I don't know what's happened, but there seems to have been a massive change in the style of play. And I don't know whether that's been forced because of the injuries that we've had, or whether it's just we actually genuinely are just gone to a different style of play.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, I think there's a lot there. I I don't think the injuries help. Obviously, I, I mean, and Moreno with having his uh, his father pass. Yeah. Um. And and I'm glad that he went and took some time with his family and stuff. Absolutely. But having him out and and especially in that second game, we had Areola as a defensive midfielder. Like. Yeah. It's great that we feel comfortable doing that, but like that's definitely not a, a solution to to win games. I mean. Uh, I'm
1: surprised yeah. good and, um Play at centre mid and have Ariola on the right. I thought segura would be more suited because he's not as quick, yeah, as Ariola. And, and I thought, yeah, he would have been better being in the centre. segura and having an Ariola on the right, where he can dominate that wing and he can get past those defenders and actually get into the box and set Rooney up to get a goal.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think I 100% agree. I like when if I like I um. I was just thinking about this. Like, if I had just seen like a list of players, I would have been like, "Oh, Segura must be like starting in the the defensive midfield." I mean, yeah, definitely. I think I think it's a very Ben Olsen choice again. Like Ben yeah. Olsen trusts Areola <laughs> anywhere on the field, and I think yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. And I think that's also he trusts Segura too, but I think he trusts Areola more than anyone else because we do know that Areola can defend in a tight yeah. spot and he can do pretty well at, at these different positions. Yeah. Um, it can be frustrating though, for sure.
1: Yeah. And looking from a player development point of view as well. Um, I was just thinking about as we were talking about that, the, it's nice to have a player who can be the Jack of all trades, but he then loses his speciality. Um, There's a an example I was just thinking of um, in Arsenal football club, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Now, he's been thrown everywhere on the pitch, uh, but he's now become a player who will be able to be okay uh, left-back, okay right-back. Uh, he, he's able to do a job, but he doesn't do it incredibly well, so he doesn't make a position, his own position as such. He's just one of those players that can be dotted around, and my fear is if Olsen keeps doing that, Ariola will become that kind of player, where actually we might have... Someone who is more suited to a right wing role and Ariola, even though he's better than Segura at the right wing, because we haven't got anyone else to play in that central defensive role, that's where Ariola's gonna go, where we we end up losing out that pace on the wing where guess we might concede a goal, but we'd probably score two because Ariola's on the right. And I think we've gonna lose the fear factor of conceding the goals and we've got to trust ourselves to score more than the opposition
0: right yeah I think yeah if it, I mean I definitely would have th- put Ariola out there I mean I think one of the frustr I mean I don't know because I don't talk to Wayne Rooney <laughs> obviously but <laughs> I would guess one of the frustrations is that he knows that there's more talent here than what what is being displayed and you know with Acosta with uh Titi Rodriguez and and with I mean even Paul Ariola, like that's a mm. really solid top like top four like that's really talented. And, and the fact that we're having so many issues scoring from open play is yep. is is a really big issue. And whether that comes down to players not playing up to what they can, not holding themselves accountable, or coaches not putting them in positions to succeed, yep. it's a problem. And ultimately, I think it's probably a little bit of both. Um, but I think that's kind of what, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that's kind of also what, what Rooney is trying to say is like, we've got to like get better here. Like this isn't. Like we lucked out getting that point. We shouldn't have gotten that probably. Like, yeah, um, yeah. It's frustrating. But during that that Houston game, the the first goal we scored was Segura oh. making a, a good cross, and then yeah, and then Rooney scored an open play. And I was like, at the time, I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, we're 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 back. You know, we have uh, people linking up. We stole a ball like in the midfield. We linked up with Acosta, mm. then Segura on the wing and brought it back in. Um, because like. Traditionally, like this year, we haven't been scoring that as many goals from open play versus set pieces and stuff. And yeah. you know, set pieces are important, but like, it's not necessarily our squad is definitely not one you would think that is built for like, <laughs> that like set. Yeah. You know, like we don't have a bunch of seven-feet guys on the field at all times, except for the few games that we did. But, like, yeah. we really need to start figuring out how to score from open play because that's why we have T.T. Rodriguez. That's why we have Acosta. That's why we have Paul Arriola, And that's especially why we have Rain Rooney. And if if we can't do that, then it's going to be very hard to stay on the top of the East and it's going to yeah. be very hard to win any playoff games. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree
1: with that. We, need, we do need to find a way to uh, break that open play, yeah. Uh, barren spell that we seem to be having
0: yeah so that leads us into the next official mls match against the new england revolution yeah. on i believe is yes yeah, saturday i think correct um, yes and so i'm gonna be there which is exciting because i've never nice. been to uh, gillette stadium <laughs> and so <laughs>
1: you're, gonna, you're gonna be one of those few fans that actually will turn up then
0: yeah i guess so yeah i mean yeah like and I get. I think it's also Bruce Arena's first uh, match as their new manager. Ooh, that's gonna be uh, that's yeah. gonna be a good one then. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So I'm like, maybe we'll have you know like a, a couple more hundred fans there. <laughs> um, but I'm excited. I mean, I think this is this is a really good opportunity to reset and and start progressing um, as yeah. a team. And I think, what do you think of like first of all, just bruce arena coming in being the coach and second of all like what do you think of that being the first game how much energy do you think that'll give them and yeah that kind of stuff
1: yeah i mean obviously bruce arena is a bit of a legend in mls isn't he so that's gonna be um it's gonna be an interesting because it's uh, he's been he's been out for out of the game for a little bit now so it's gonna be interesting to see what he can do with the squad that he has because they're not a Bad squad, but they're not, they're not a great squad. Um, I, I'm trying to trying to name any of their players though is quite difficult. Um, just off the top of my head, because they don't have any sort of star players from what I can remember. Um, let's just have a quick quick look at their sort of team. Um, what's I'm loading that up, um, it, it's good. It's certainly going to be a Interesting game from the fact that his first game is against us. Um obviously he spent a bit of time over in DC. And I'm I'm intrigued to see how the fans react to it. Oh, um oh wow, oh, there you go. I've just blown up their team. They've got uh, Michael Manciani who was um a Chelsea former Chelsea player. Um yeah, you know, we've got Carlos Hill, who was a former Aston Villa player, so I've got a couple of players though I've recognized in there, but not really anybody yeah. else.
0: Yeah, um, th- Diego Fagundes is like he—he he had some good some good years uh, in MLS. Yeah. I think he's he's been with the Revolution for a little bit. Uh, he's a dangerous player. I don't think that recently he is though. So I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it will be interesting to see how the Revolution um respond to him and. Yeah. Also, I mean, he's gonna get booed in pretty much every stadium, considering he was the coach when we didn't make the World Cup, <laughs> and so. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I mean, not gonna be.
1: That's not gonna be good for you guys. Well, not good for anyone really, but. Uh, yeah.
0: That's uh, I, I'm not. I'm not the person who boos people, but I definitely am at games where you know people boo Guzan or Michael Bradley or. Yeah. is a big one. Um, a lot of the bigger personalities, I think, and so. I'm guessing Arena gets it worse, but, but Bruce Arena was chilling. Like, he didn't have to come back. He didn't have to coach ever again, really, I don't, I don't think. Yeah. And so, like, he took that down in as a project, and I think that's commendable. I definitely – that's one of the teams that is, like, you know, uh, I, I mean, don't no, I think you have were, much of a future, so I don't know. No, you were being I think you were being kind uh, calling it a project. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. How many points have they got at the moment in the league? They're not doing as badly as like Colorado, but I think they have like eleven or something. And uh, oh, oh that's that genuinely surprising.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think oh, I they've mean, got twelve, twelve points. They've yeah, got
0: 12.
1: there. You go. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. It's definitely not as bad as
1: Colorado. who we are on five points. Yeah, the that's
0: yeah. Fun. And they they finally won a game. They 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 were at two points until this week. So yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: like Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, let's have a look. Uh right, so their record at the moment, um at home anyway. They've New England have currently won uh three won three games, lost four but tied zero. Which funnily enough is kind of the opposite to when they've played away, which is zero wins, uh four losses and three ties. Um so yeah, So it's they're not doing great. Um, they, yeah. They've lost more than they've won at home. So we could do put a big dent into that and make them lose their fifth game. Uh, they've only scored 14 goals so far this season and conceded uh, 31. So they are very, uh, they're the leakiest defence in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they're the leakiest defence in the league at the moment. So, if we can't score goals this weekend, I don't think we'll be able to score many goals ever, from
0: the looks of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I wonder, I want, yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, I wonder if the, the new coach, because like, change is sometimes inspiring, like, yeah. I'm curious if, like, that will give them, uh, like, a more incentive to, to do their jobs and play yeah. well. Um, but also, I'm curious, like, so, Paul Arella won't be playing, which is not great, he did yeah, get that red card, isn't he? Yeah, uh, which looked pretty bad, honestly. Have you seen that replay? I, I have, yeah. It's just like he it, it could have that genuinely, he could have done
1: really well and made that look like an accident, but he just didn't. Yeah, it's just, it was clear and obvious, and he deserved to be sent off. But he's got that in him, unfortunately. Yes, he he's does. got that aggressive streak. Um, yeah, I don't he... know whether that's because he's cali- is he Californian? I think.
0: Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, uh, I think he, yeah, he's from, uh, where is it? Uh, Chula Vista? Yeah, California. Yeah, yeah um,
1: whether it's because it's where he's from and they just have a bit more of a aggressive streak from over that side of the country. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, I've, every time I've seen him play, he's got
0: that little bit of a moment and you think, ooh, he's Calm going down. on the edge there, yes. Yeah, no, yeah, he's definitely one of the guys like, if he feels like he's been wronged or someone like fouled him and he didn't get the call, he will definitely like go and pay it back and he does yeah. it very aggressively. Yeah. Um. And so, I mean, or, or he'll do things like, like kick the ball as hard as he can, like away or something like that. I've seen him do that a couple of times. Um, but yeah, like maybe, yeah, that was, that was quite a bad, quite a bad yeah. thing. And so, they gave him a yellow card at first, but then, yeah, like, the replay, you, you kind of got to give a red for that. If 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 that's um, not a red, then I don't think anything is. I,
1: I didn't even realize it was um, overturned from a yellow card. That that wasn't shown on the replays from what I watched anyway. Yeah. That's, that's interesting to hear.
0: Yeah, I think maybe, I, I I don't know, but I'm guessing that, like, the ref missed the follow-through, like, the, yeah. and they just gave a yellow for, like, the, the like, just... He I mean, it was started a, it. But. Yeah, I mean
1: it was a clear trip as well. I mean I, yeah. mean, he, I mean he was just doing all things wrong there. It's just like he, he, I think he was think probably thinking if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it in style.
0: Yeah, and it's like the last minutes of the game, so he's probably just tired and ready to yeah. um but yeah, so he's not gonna be playing. Um I think I saw today that Junior Moreno is back training. Cool. Um, so that's good. So I'm yeah. I'm hoping that he he plays. Um but I'm curious how we line up with no Paul Arayola. Um yeah. And also considering our offensive troubles anyway, do we consider a change in formation? Uh, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think how long is uh, Pines out
1: for now? Um, has he got much longer left? Or will he, he has, be back this weekend as well?
0: He has. So he got injured, I think, around like May 5th, 6th. Yeah. And so he'll probably be back in like two weeks.
1: Yeah, fair enough. So if we were gonna change formation, I'd imagine we'd probably go to maybe it's a four four two, if anything. Um but all, all I can think of is um we'll just stick to four, two, three, one and Seguru go- replaces Ariola and Moreno goes back to where he was before. And we just carry on as as we did beforehand. Not yeah, that's the think, only thing I can think of.
0: Yeah, I think that's possible. I mean, for four four two, we typically like I don't know the, the the correct term, but like when when the opposing team is in possession in their half, we typically shift into a more four like with lines four four two, where the wingers drop back uh, and and then you have Acosta and Rooney up top to uh, yeah. selectively like press or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah but i i was thinking like maybe we go to like a 4141 um instead of a 4231 which we did try last year and it failed but yeah. we're much better defensively than we were last year especially in the beginning sure. of the year yeah. we have canouse um so it's definitely something that maybe you know austin's thinking about um, Yeah. and if it's against a side like new england maybe it's something that we try considering that you know they've scored 14 goals that's not terrible but yeah. Our defense is pretty good, so maybe we have uh, yeah, we'd try that. Um yeah. I could see us putting um like Segura and Acosta in like like a, like a, um in the middle there, and then maybe Steber and uh, Titi Rodriguez uh, as the wingers, maybe. Um oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, I keep forgetting possible. about Steber.
0: Um yeah, yeah, bit, same.
1: <laughs> he, he he looks all right at the beginning against um, Toronto, I thought. He seems to be getting himself about a bit. And I think we might actually be seeing the he, him coming out of his. Well, he's never really played that well recently, but he's starting to. I think he's starting to pick up now, and he, the fact that he's getting a bit more game time is probably doing his confidence to the world of good as well. Um,
0: yeah, he had that. He had that like. So we got like a shot off in the first five minutes or whatever, and he yeah. he was able to do that. And like, yeah, I I definitely think putting him in for ninety minutes again like has got him feeling better for sure.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So we could potentially use use him on the right rather than Segura, and maybe keep Segura to the bench possibly. Yeah, that's it's, true too. Yeah, I, it's nice to actually think that we've actually got some options now. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> so the, last season, what it was a difficult one because we just kind of stuck to the same thing the whole entire season, um, and we have done for however the last few years. And now this season, we've shown that we can actually play really well using the 3-4-3 formation. Um, what was it? The th- or 3-6-1 formation or whatever, however it was yeah. laid out. Um, and the fact that we've got the 4-2-3-1 as well. And it's just nice to be able to be a chop and change and make it work to the the roster that we've got, actually, now, rather than being we fit the roster into one formation and that's it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think... I mean, we, we wouldn't, I don't necessarily know if we would do it uh, this week, but even mm. the, with the three back with, with Donovan Pines back there, I think was, I was kind of like, uh, like this is definitely a temporary thing. Yeah. But like, just thinking about it more, like, I, I think we were able to definitely cut out crosses. Like, you're not going to cross into, you know, three, six foot three and above people. Yeah. And if you do, you're going to fail, which is what happened in Columbus. The yeah. first time we played Columbus, they just kept trying to nail in balls there, didn't yeah. work. And so that kind of forces teams to try to play more direct, more into the middle. And we have uh, Moreno and Canals who are really good at clogging that up. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's another option in the long term, too, when when Pines gets back to, like, selectively use. And having these multiple options uh, and flexibility, when everyone's healthy, it can help us, like, you know, catch teams by surprise how we line up. Maybe they can't prepare as well for us or, like, they can't determine their game plan 100% beforehand because, yeah, there's definitely different trade-offs there because, like I mentioned, nailing and crosses against those three t- defenders yeah. was just not going to work.
1: i tell you what surprised me about Pines as well when, when he, before he got injured is his pace. For a big lad, he's got some legs on him.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh,
1: he's I, incredibly fast. Yeah, I was not expecting that in keeping up with Zardes. I was just like, oh, wow. Look at him go, and he's got it with him, and he's got the ball back, and it was just outstanding. But a question for you: Would,
0: when Pines is fit, would you be starting them each game? Uh it's hard. I mean, I don't think so. If we do the four-two-three-one, because that mm. pairing of Brilliant and Burnham has is, is been so successful in that formation, yep. um, I think it definitely makes the case for the the you know three-five-two or Whatever you call it, um, yep. stronger for sure. Because I mean, having Donovan Pines is great. He was, um, he's played amazingly, and I think even on like corners and stuff, he can jump and he's so tall and like that's that's a real dangerous thing. You have uh, Burnbaum and Donovan Pines yeah. up there for a corner, like that's you probably have the opposing team's two center backs covering them, and so like yeah. you leave other options, and so. I don't know. It's hard. I, I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. I
1: think for me, I I probably would have him in my lineup, and I would actually got revert. I would actually make our formation the default as the three four three, three six one, three five two, whatever we use ahead of those three defenders, because each game so far, um, they've looked absolutely solid at the back, and I think. That's if we're going to build it, the foundation from the back. We've actually looked decent going forward as well when we've had those three there. I mean, I mean, apart from the game against uh, Minnesota where we had that goal wrongly ruled out. I think that would have just complete that completely changed the game for us. If it wasn't for that, I think we would have had three really good games with Pines at the back, and I think we would have. We'd probably be looking back on these last few games that we've had in a different light. Um, but for me, I'd, I'd have Pines on my team every day of the week, I think, right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely hard to argue with that, considering his form and stuff. So uh, um, Yeah, so let's talk about, uh, for, as the last uh, closing thing, Like so yeah, we're going to the, the revolution. Um, yep. What do you think the score was going to be? Um, going on,
1: if we're based on recent form, I'd probably go to... A 2-0 win, I reckon, to, to D.C. Uniteds, And it's going to be tricky, though, to say for definite, because obviously they've got Bruce Arena back, and well, they've got the new manager, and if it's anything like it is over here in England, there's always that um, new manager smell, I want to call it. Um, where Manchester it, United, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where... The form recent, the previous form just goes out the window, and it is a completely fresh, clean start. Um, but when you look at their previous form, it's going to be, and the fact that they've been so bad at the back, it's going to be difficult to say that they're not they're going to get a clean sheet. So I reckon we're going to get goals in this game, um, and I reckon the fact that we're so good at the back, I think we'll uh, we'll end up winning two nil.
0: Yeah, I think that's. Uh pretty much in line with what i think you know i think if I, I the the last week of games wasn't great i don't think it's a reason to panic but i do think yeah. you know if we if we do drop points here like that is a reason to start <laughs> wondering what's going on yeah. um, we need to get back into form we need to start scoring from open play and so yeah i think we got to win by multiple goals and i think it'll happen yeah cool so yeah, that'll just about do it. Um, do you want to let everyone know, like, where they can find you, um, your all your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So on Twitter,
1: it's at DC United Kingdom. Um, on Facebook, it's at DC United Kingdom FC, and the website is DC United Kingdom Sweet, cool.
0: All right. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I had a great Very time. Well. Um, I hope we can do it again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll have to get you on my show at some point. Absolutely. All right, cool. Cheers, man.